good gifts to those who ask. Praise God. Praise God. And so the Lord is faithful. He's here in our midst tonight. And uh, the, the way these kind of services work, as, as some of you know who've been, in the pa- been here in the past, is the healer goes to work as soon as you walk in the door. Okay? Because there's already an expectation. Because why would uh, people come to a healing meeting except for that they believe that the healer is there? Okay? If not, you'd go to a doctor, wouldn't you? I mean, I would. <laughs> I mean, it's either one or the other. You're either going to stay in pain or you're going to seek natural help or heavenly help. Okay? And so just by coming, uh, it kind of indicates that you're coming for heavenly help. Amen. Amen. And heavenly help has arrived. Yeah. Praise God. He has arrived. And uh, good things are already taking place. Amen. Amen. Say it out loud. The healer is at work in my body. Right now, he's at work. And I'm receptive to his healing power. Pain is leaving. Symptoms are going. Things that are wrong are being made right. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Now, I realize this, that sometimes people come, and some of you come, and there's nothing particularly wrong with you at present, and we rejoice in that. Praise God. If you're here, and you're healthy and feeling good, praise God. We're glad you were smart enough to come anyway. I got to tell you. Can I tell you? That's an intelligent move. Because we know that we live in a physical body, we live in a natural earth, your physical body is susceptible, naturally speaking, to the various viruses and germs and things and troubles and hardships that are in this life, and a smart person will recognize that, okay? It's not a lack of faith to realize that you're still in a physical body. (laughs) And until we get our glorified body and reach the other side, uh, we have got to deal with... uh, deal with things and so being here in this atmosphere fear will stir your faith will stir your hearts will strengthen your stance to remain healthy to remain strong because uh listen things come against you big whoop-de-doo if you've got the answer you know illustration i commonly use for various things if the nail is sticking up big whoop-de-doo if i have a hammer if I don't have one, like, uh, that's kind of hard to get, you know, with my thumb just to get that in. But if you have a hammer, big whoop de doo about the nail. And if you have the healing word of God and the power of God in the name of Jesus and you're, you've gotten established in that in your heart, then big whoop de doo if you get attacked with, attacked with a sickness or something pops its ugly head up, we'll just knock it back down, Amen. right? But if we don't know to do that, don't know how to do that, don't have the equipment to do that, then we're stuck. Okay, so so whether you're here tonight with a, a, a present tense physical need, we're glad we're going to minister the healing power of God to you if the Lord doesn't get to you before we do. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? And uh, uh, and if you don't need that, praise God, just suck up, soak up, suck up doesn't sound very good, does it? <laughs> suck it up. <laughs> soak up the word let your spirit be in it strengthened let your soul be encouraged here in God's goodness and faithfulness and and there is a couple things I do want to take a look at in the Bible if you've got your Bible with you look with me at Acts 27 okay Acts chapter 27 and um, listen there are basically three camps in the church today and uh Three camps, meaning this, in relationship to divine healing, there are those that 
do not believe that healing and miracles are for today. Okay? There are some people, they're legitimately saved, they're in the kingdom, they love God, but they don't believe that healing and miracles are for the time in which we live. They might say they were for a previous time, whatever that means. Okay? There's another camp that believes in healing and miracles and those type of things, but they don't believe that it's for everybody. They believe that God will, in His sovereignty, uh, discriminately choose some based on His whatever will of some kind to heal some, and other people He won't. Okay? How I many know oh, the first group? They don't ever see healings and miracles. The second group almost never sees healing and miracles. Okay? Even if you believe that God does, but it's kind of like just for a select few and you never know who. Well, you really, you really can't have faith for that. Okay? And so they seldom do. They may on occasion have a manifestation of the Spirit. Praise God for that. God in His mercy does something apart from faith. Okay? There is a third group, and they believe that not only does God do miracles and heal bodies today, present tense, but they believe that it is available for everybody. That there is not a person on the planet excluded who cannot call upon Him and receive a tangible, physical healing in their body. Okay? Now, here's the good news. We're in the third group. Okay? Wanted to let you know that up front. <laughs> that we are in the third group. Uh, we not only believe that God does heal and do miracles today, but that they are available for everybody. This is a whosoever will type of gospel. And so you can know up front that God has not excluded you from this benefit package. Okay? Not only will He forgive your sins, but He will wipe away and eradicate sickness and disease from your body. Right? And He'll do it for free, and He'll be happy about it the whole time. Okay? I want you to know the Lord is not upset with you. Because He gave you His Son, Jesus. And your problem or your situation you're facing is not punishment from God. It's not God saying, well, you sinned, you blew it, you did all these things, and that's the reason you've got this. His mercy is new every morning, and uh, His grace is sufficient for us, and God looks at you today, and if you're hurting, His only desire for you is that you're made well. Okay, and that's the basis for all that we do here. We know for certain that we are cooperating with God, not going against Him. We're not working in our own strength. It's not just a good idea that we came up with. But God has given us a, a mandate. God has given us a word. Jesus led us by example. He went about all the villages teaching, preaching, and healing every sickness and disease among the people. And so here we are in His stead and in His name going forth declaring God's will is good for you. Declaring that God's will is health for you and healing the sick. Bringing recovery of sight to the blind. Come on, eradicate cancer, stripping off skin problems, skip, uh, re relieving people of back pain and headaches and, and knee problems and, and internal organ deficiency. And God is in the house to show off who He is. He is a healer tonight and He's about to manifest in our bodies. In fact, already working. Amen. <laughs> already working in the house.
Now, Acts 27, praise God, verse 23. The Apostle Paul said here, For there stood by me this night an angel of God, of the God, to whom I belong and whom I serve. Everybody say, to whom I belong and whom I serve. The Apostle Paul recognized about his own self and his own life that he belonged to God. That he was God's property. Is that a good thing to believe? It is right. It is correct. And you and I should also acknowledge tonight that we belong to him. Okay? Now, how, why do we belong to him? Well, we understand First of all, by right of creation, okay, he is the creator, he's the author of life, he's the reason we even exist, but even though man sinned and rebelled against God, we as a people turned our back on God, but he came and he bought us back, and he purchased our salvation, he purchased our redemption, and we double belong to him now, (laughs) but we must acknowledge, I'm not my own person, I don't just belong to myself, I belong to him. Paul acknowledged that, that he belonged to the Lord, and, and I say we do the same thing. Now, now look over at 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory. Praise God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I might wonder about myself, what part of me does God own I am a multi-part person you are a multi-part person you are a trichotomy all right what part of me does the Lord own well look in verse 23 5 23 uh, it says now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely What do you mean, sanctify completely? Well, sanctify means set apart, okay? God wants to set you and I apart completely. Set apart for His purposes, for His design, for His use, for His plan. May God set us apart completely in every way. Look what He goes on to say. He said, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so when God says that he wants us to be set apart completely, he goes ahead to identify that it's talking about spirit, soul, and body. Does God own your spirit? Yes. Does he want your spirit to be set apart for his purposes and his use. Absolutely. And usually you don't find any argument there uh, from a believer. What about our soul? Does God have any use for your mind, your will, and your emotions? Does he want that part of you to be separated for his purposes and his use? Does he want to be involved in your emotions and in your intellect? Okay. Absolutely. God wants to use your soul. He wants to use your mind. He wants to be involved in the process. And he wants, if it's wrong, he wants to fix it and make it right. 
uh, wants us to think like him. He wants our soul to be set aside for his purposes. And of course, the last part, you are a three-part being, is our body. Does God have any use for the physical body? Certainly, we see that God wants our bodies to be set aside, set apart for his purposes, for his will. He wants to use your body. Okay, And one of the things we need to uh, understand is the value and significance of our physical body in this life. All right, L- Look over at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter. Praise God. Verse 15. It says... Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Now, I find that real interesting. I think we would be quick to say that our spirits belong to Christ, right? We would say, the Lord saved my spirit. I've been born again. Where? In my spirit. And that's correct, and that's right to say that. But according to this verse, our bodies are members of Christ. That's amazing. God is taking uh, credit for your body. <laughs> He's taking possession and putting his name and putting, putting his stamp on your physical body. That it also belongs to Christ. Okay. He went on to say in, uh, in verse 19. He said, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So very clearly, we see that God has taken ownership, of course by right of creation and then right of redemption. He has taken ownership, not just of the internal part of us, But in the external part of us, God owns your body. Does God care about your body? He owns it. He paid for it. He gives a great deal of attention to the outward man, to the physical body. It's not just all about our spirit. Okay? Now, of course, in the world today, people put practically all the attention on the outward right all the focus is put on the body and uh, in the kingdom of God we should have the proper perspective but still acknowledge the value of the physical body that God has not just shoved it aside and say let's just focus everything on the spirit here the body ah, that doesn't matter that's going to the grave the spirit is the only thing I care about listen now The physical body is God's idea. It is God's idea. Sometimes we get the idea, ah, this old flesh. The physical, the natural man, that man would be spirit and soul and live in a body. Right? Is a spirit, has a soul, lives in a body. That's God's idea. The physical body is God's concept. The feet and the toes and the legs and the arms and the head it's God's idea he thought this up it's a good idea (laughs) and he still likes it I want you to know he still likes the physical body 
I know sin has come in and wrecked havoc and messed things up and people have a lot of deficiencies and a lot of limitations and, and problems in their physical body but we should not think ah this old body just want to get rid of it how many know that when, when the Lord returns and when we are caught up to be with Him, that the Bible says that we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, right? Someone said, yeah, I'm going to get my new body. I'm going to get rid of this old thing and get a new one. No, you're not. You're not going to get rid of this old one. This old one's going to be changed. But the body you have, God likes it. Now, it's going to change from the cellular level, and I tell you what, you're going to be pretty happy about it. No one is going to be in their new glorified body up in heaven going, junk. And I got ripped here. How, now, how long is, again, is eternity <laughs> that I have to have? Listen, not a person is going to feel ripped or gypped or anything like that. I don't know if a short person gets to be tall and a tall you know, person gets to be short or anything like that. I just know there will be great satisfaction. Everything will be el perfecto. Okay? Because, but, but still, it will be a glorified body, but it's still going to be your body. Okay? The Lord does not want to throw it away. He does not want to get rid of it. He wants it fixed. Anything that's wrong, He wants it to be made right. He has given attention to the physical body. How many know if you talk about a whole lot of things uh, in life, you can show and see importance of the physical body and not just the spirit? How many know uh, in marriage, the physical body comes into play? How many know it's not just spirit? <laughs> husband and wife are not just spirits when they lay in bed right they have a physical body and the body is again hold on now God came up with this idea <laughs> it's God's plan it's his idea he likes it okay and so we must never despise these things if something's wrong let's say let's do what we can and believe God to fix it Let's get things changed if they're not right, but stay with God's plan, okay? Your body is God's plan. Your physical body is owned by Him, designed by Him, and God has good purposes and uses for it. And I'll just say this, I had it right up front, or in the middle, or wherever I'm at. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to say now. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> but, but God wants to fix anything that's wrong, okay? Something's not wrong, He's in the fixing business, all right? He's fixing to fix it, isn't that? <laughs> For those from the South, all right? How many fixing to do, th do things? <laughs> you reckon we ought to? All right. So, did Jesus just purchase our spirits? No, uh, he also purchased our physical bodies. And our bodies are so important that it even comes to this, that if your body shuts down, you are forced to leave the earth. Your body is that important. God has a plan for you on the earth. But if your body doesn't last, you won't be able to fulfill it and complete it. Because the moment your body shuts down, you go directly to heaven if you're a Christian if not you go directly to jail 
do not pass go, right? But the moment your body ceases to function, you are not permitted to be on earth any longer. You must immediately leave and go to, go, go to heaven. And so if I want to fulfill, if I care enough about the plan of God, I must give enough attention so I don't abuse myself physically. I've got to make this thing last as long as possible. Okay, so that I can stay here and fulfill the will of God. Don't be checking out early. Don't even be thinking about it. If you've been given a, a terminal diagnosis, say, nah, not leaving. Just decide right up front. Your decision makes a big difference in this. If you will decide, I am not giving in to this. I am not going to permit this to overrun me and take me out of here early. I'm going to live a long and satisfying life. I will not be cut short. Then you've already started down the path to defeat that. Okay, if you haven't decided, decide right now. Come on, I'm telling you, with God as my witness and the power of God present in this place, if you will decide right this moment, I am not leaving, I am not giving in to this, I will overcome and have victory, that you've already loosened its grip. Here it goes. There it goes. It's getting scared. Oh, you got the devil tucking his ugly tail between his legs. Scooting off away, running from you as in terror. Because he knows when you decide, the decision's made. When you know what God has provided for you, you've already begun to access his power. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, the Lord is so good. Now, uh, let's see. Jesus purchased our spirits. We said that. Redemption includes the physical body. It absolutely includes it. When Jesus died on the cross, was raised from the dead, he didn't just die in his spirit. It wasn't just about sin coming into his spirit, but it was about his body dying for our body. It was about his body being whipped and destroyed and, and bruised and so forth for our physical body. It is sin that destroys the physical body, and Jesus dealt with that. And so our bodies are important to God. Really, if you study scripture, you can find out that healing in our dispensation is a first fruits or a type and picture of the resurrection god does that all through the scripture where he shows a picture of something or a part of something and then the fulfillment of it comes later the very fact that that we are going to have a resurrected body uh, a body made like unto the lord's indicates that there must have been a payment a provision made so that we could have that and what healing is it's just like a down payment it's keeping this body alive and working and going strong until that time when the Lord comes and we are changed in a moment. We are quickened and given that glorified body. But the very fact that that can occur, that that's even a possibility, guarantees me that there was a price paid and a, a task accomplished so that I could have physical healing in this body now. Okay. Now look with me at Ephesians chapter 1. Praise God. Everybody getting ready for, ready for healing power? Okay, let me just say, say a few more things here. A few more things. Get us ready. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 14. Well, just go to verse 13. It says, In him... You also trusted after that you heard the word of God, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession 
to the praise of his glory. Now God has of course given us of the spirit as a down payment, as a guarantee of what's to come, and the very fact that the spirit of God has been given to us that guarantees us the next step of the of the purchased possession coming into the fullness of the sons of God, and w- what we are called basically, we are the purchased possession. Okay? We have been purchased by the Lord, and so he owns us. He owns us spirit soul and body and the fact that God owns my body tells me something uh, uh, about how the Lord wants it to function okay understand this that when God bought your physical body it was really expensive okay it was really expensive it wasn't an afterthought he put it right in there with redeeming your spirit and giving you right standing with with God he coupled in that the physical body that you have that you live in today and he paid top dollar okay it was very very costly and expensive for him to purchase your body now i don't know about you but if if i go buy something that's really really expensive you know let's say i go down and i go down and buy a new lexus okay pay 60 70,000 for it all right that's a pretty expensive car and, uh, and if I buy a brand new, like pay big bucks for it, you know, I really want it to look nice. You know, I really want it to function well. If I pull it off the lot and it's got a squeak here and, and, uh, and, and I step on it and it kind of goes, you know, just kind of, something's not firing right, and I drive that thing away, and then, you know, after uh, driving it for a week, the blinkers don't work, or CD players malfunctioning, or something is just going wrong with it, that's not okay, right? Why? It's not okay with me, because, man, that was expensive. A, a lot was paid paid for that, and so what I would do is, of course, I'd take it back. Wouldn't you take it back? I'd take it back and say, listen, this was expensive. <laughs> I paid you good, good money for this. This car is not supposed to work like this. It's supposed to be smooth and powerful and stereo, working nice, and it's supposed to be a nice luxury car, and it's not functioning the way it's supposed to. How many know that if this company, Lexus in this example, if they care about their name and their reputation, they're going to take care of it, right? Because their name means something to them, uh, they are going to be quick to step in there and say, okay, if something's squeaking, we're going to take the squeak out of it right? If something is uh, not functioning, it's not working on all cylinders, we're going to go in there and adjust this and move this. If there's something missing, if there's a part, we're going to replace it. If there's something completely broken, we're going to completely replace it and put a new one in there. And we're not going to quit with this thing until it functions like a a $70,000 machine ought to. And it's going to be smooth and right until, and we're going to do this until you're happy about it. Because we know that when you, a Lexus driver, drive down the road and talk to your friends about your new car, you wanna, they want you to have good things to say about Lexus, right? They want their reputation to be upheld, okay? And so they are going to take care of it and give top priority to make sure you are satisfied and what you purchase is, is, is working correctly, 
All right. Likewise now, everybody knows where I'm going with this. Likewise, the Lord has given us a physical body to operate in. We didn't particularly pay for it, but Jesus did. All right. And if this body's squeaking, if there are things in your body that are not firing on all cylinders, and you get going and and you kind of bog down, know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and, and, and you find yourself having to be laid up and, and missing work and missing church and missing family time because your body's just not quite functioning like it ought to function. What should you do? I say, we go back. <laughs> Take it back to the manufacturer who really cares more than you do. That it's functioning right because you're going in his name. You're riding around through this life saying Jesus is my Lord. Saying God is my God. I'm in the kingdom. And however how you feel about this, it's going to come through your life and influence others to whether they want to shop there too. To whether they want to receive this same manufacturer in their heart. (laughs) And so it's very important to God that our bodies are functioning on all cylinders. Come on, that that you're able to work, that every part of your body functions. Glory to God, glory to God. And listen, if there's something that's just kind of squeaking, he's going to put in whatever's necessary, put a little oil in there, get the squeak out. In other words, if it's a small thing, if it's just, well, I just got this little problem, I just got this nagging little thing it's not a big deal it's not terminal but it's just kind of annoying god wants that fixed you should want that fixed i mean if you would in a car how many know cars are temporary but your body you know in this condition is going to last for the rest of your physical life here on earth and then it's be glorified and of course it'll be taken care of but we got to we got to stay in it a while i want it to work until i'm gone hmm And so the little things, if it's just a little thing, let's get that little thing taken care of. It's important to the Lord. The little things are important to the Lord. Okay? And if there are other problems, you got major functions, things going on, things are not functioning right, maybe there, you know, a a cancerous thing that's trying to take your life out, that's a really big deal to God. He does not like it. He is, however much you are dissatisfied and displeased with that attacking your body, how much more? I mean, you're His... You're his Lexus. I'm telling you, you're the best. He created you a little lower than himself. And your physical body is of great value. And he wants it to last and to function for your time here on the earth so you can fulfill his will completely. Okay? And listen, if there are things broken, if there are things missing, if there are parts that are just so messed up and so worn out that you need a new one, he's got new ones. (laughs) Okay, he's got a supply store and he can just go in there and say, oh, you need one of these. Okay, bam. I want you fixed up. I want you functioning to your full, your fullest capacity. So while you're here on the earth, you are representing me and all people are drawn to me because of your life and how I poured my spirit out on you and blessed you and given you a a, a renewed body, even though the world has broken it down. Praise God. Praise God. Amen.
And sometimes, you know, people do things to their own body and, and they've made mistakes and they did the wrong thing and they're suffering the consequences of that. But I want to tell you, the warranty program is really good in God, okay? Whether you broke it or somebody else broke it or it was just defective from birth, the Lord is faithful to put things all back together. And I tell you what, there's ample supply of these things. There are not near enough people. I mean, there's enough for everyone, but there are not near enough people taking advantage of, of God's resources. I think if we were to see the supply of healing power, the supply of body parts just kind of hanging out there waiting to be accessed, there's a whole lot more than are being used. There's truckloads up there, and they're just waiting to be delivered. But not enough people are saying, oh, I'll take one of those. Wow, my body is important. My physical body is important. And Jesus came along on the earth in his 33, uh, 33 years or three and a half years of ministry, and he started accessing those body parts. He went straight to the auto parts place up in heaven, and he started saying, oh, we need one of these here. We need one of these here. We need some new eyes here. We need to open some ears here. We need to, we need to take care of a fever here and all kinds of things. And he started drawing upon the, the resources of heaven, and God's power flowed through him to meet the needs of people. But you know the early church picked it up right after that and they flowed in this stuff mightily but you know after that it was very sporadic throughout church history there have been a limited number of people accessing the healing power of God but here we are and there's a great supply there's an overflow and an abundance of God's mercy and his healing and his power and as we draw upon it we're just reaching up and accessing these things and I believe that even angels the angels of God are being delivery boys of the God's healing power and virtue showing up on the scene to deliver a new this to deliver a new heart to deliver a new lung to deliver a new retina to deliver a new whatever that you need Come on now. We got to believe these, these things are right. God loves us so much. And not just your spirit, not just your eternity. He loves you to right here, right now, today. And the physical healing of your body is priority with Him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's all stand up together. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. The Lord is so good tonight. Working in us. Working through us. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Father God, we just acknowledge you today. We acknowledge Jesus as our healer. We acknowledge him as the source and the author of life. We acknowledge you as our, uh, our savior, our protector, our deliverer, and our friend. And Lord, we access the resources of heaven now. We reach up to you. We draw upon you, and I thank you that every good and perfect gift that comes down, uh, comes down from above, the Father of lights, Lord, we receive good and perfect gifts now in physical bodies. I thank you for the delivery of, uh, of new body parts. <laughs> huh. New body parts. Lord, you fix what's broken. Mend what's, been, what's, what's wrong. And we eradicate every evil force, sickness, disease, or demon alike that has come to hinder us from living a full and satisfying life in our physical body here on the earth. Lord, we draw upon you now, access the very throne of God, glory to God, the very throne of God, and Lord, we just minister life now to all who need it, in Jesus' name.